Bone broth is one of the most foundational recipes of thyroid healthy cooking. It nourishes us from the inside out, supporting healthy skin, healthy hair, healthy nails, and it especially supports a healthy gut, which is so important for us as thyroid thrivers. So whether you're sipping it by the cup or using it to make a soup or a sauce, it's so nice to have bone broth on hand. So today I'm putting on my cooking instructor hat and pulling one from the vault to walk you through the process of making delicious, easy, and totally doable bone broth. Hello, thyroid drivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. Today, I'm gonna to be teaching you guys how to make chicken bone broth, also known as stock. This is one of the oldest recipes in the book, and there's a really good reason why so many people are getting back to making it from scratch and keeping it on hand. We always have it on hand here. First, what we're gonna need is uh, about two chicken carcasses. For those of you that watched How to Butcher a Chicken, this is the leftover fresh carcass from that. So that's gonna go right into the stock pot along with the wings. I'm gonna to toss those in there. Now, this sort of frozen mess here is a chicken carcass from roasted chicken. So just like we did the roasted chicken video, you can take the carcass from that, pop it in the freezer, and I always have a container in the freezer where I just can throw bits and bobs of veggies and things. Okay, so we've got our two chicken carcasses in the pot. Next, we're gonna add our veggies. Now there's a lot of different things that you can use here and this is a great way to cut down on food waste. So the first thing I do when I'm gonna make stock is I go through my, my refrigerator and I see what I have that would work well in stock. Um, the basic recipe uses about four pieces of celery, three to four carrots, and about one medium onion. Now I've got some onion skins here. These are great. You don't want to eat these, but these add really nice color to the stock. They make it nice and golden. This is the top of a leek. This is wonderful. It adds a really nice, delicate onion flavor. You just want to make sure you um, break it apart because it can get a lot of dirt and silt in there. So that needs to be really well rinsed before you use it. And then I also had some mushrooms in the fridge. Now guys, this isn't a trash can here. We're not going for anything moldy, slimy, gross, yucky, but these are a little bit dried out, kind of past their prime. So into the stock pot they go. And then here we've got um, some fennel stalks. These are the tops of the fennel bulb. I can't emphasize enough how wonderful stock is for cutting down on food waste. So we're gonna put our veggies into the pot you can see I just have these sort of chunked up. I don't peel my carrots. Um, carrots, most of the nutrients are in the skin. So I tend to leave the skin on my carrots for stock. And I'm just gonna really roughly chop this leek. Can put our onion scraps in. This wasn't half an onion I had um, in the vegetable drawer, so I'm gonna use that up. Cut this kind of furry bottom off and just do some kind of large chunks. 
This is really quick and easy. In culinary school, they taught us it had to be just so, but I make a lot of stock and this is the way I do it and it turns out just fine. Next, we're gonna add our flavorings. I've got a little bit of fine sea salt here. We don't wanna add too much salt to the pot because we wanna have a nice low sodium broth that we can use however we want. Sometimes I like to use the broth for a pan sauce that gets cooked down, so I don't want it to be too salty. And then I've also got some rainbow peppercorns in here. Sometimes I use black, sometimes rainbow, doesn't really matter. Uh, I like to go three bay leaves for this size of a batch. I'm gonna make about two and a half quarts of stock here. Throw a few garlic cloves in. I've got some fresh thyme, but also you could use parsley stems. A little bit of tarragon is nice. You don't wanna overdo it on the herbs and you also don't wanna overdo it on anything that might be bitter like sage or rosemary. So you wanna keep whatever herbs you add in the more delicately flavored family of herbs. And here, this might look like carrot, but this is actually fresh turmeric root. Now turmeric is great for stock because as many of you may know, this is a really wonderful anti-inflammatory food. What your body needs to utilize this is it needs um, the curcumin, which is the active ingredient, to be cooked for a long time with heat. It needs a little bit of fat, which uh, inevitably ends up in the stock from whatever skin may be in there, and it needs a little bit of pepper. So the heat, the fat, and the pepper all increase the bioavailability. So this is not only gonna give it a nice color, it's also gonna add a little bit of anti-inflammatory goodness to your pot. And then finally, I'm gonna add one to two tablespoons of vinegar. Now, you won't really taste this, but the, what the vinegar does is it helps draw the minerals out of the bones. So not only are you getting all this wonderful, um, wonderful nutrients and healing uh, elements from the connective tissue, like the cartilage and things, you're also gonna get a lot of minerals from the bones. And this vinegar is gonna help draw all that out. So we're gonna do one to two tablespoons here. Finally, we're gonna add about 10 cups of filtered water. And we're gonna cook this on low heat for 24 hours. That's my kind of standard recipe. So you want enough water in here to cover everything. Um, so whatever it takes, if you have a little bit of extra water in there than we planned on, that's totally fine. It just means you're gonna end up with more stock. Once we get enough water in here to cover everything, I'm gonna turn this on and get it uh, heated up. And then I'm gonna reduce the heat to a nice low simmer. I'll let it cook overnight. You can also use a slow cooker for this. That works really well. But you wanna make sure that the pot that you use is not coated with any kind of Teflon or anything that could add toxins to the food. It really matters here because of that 24 hour cooking time. Some people even go up to 48 hours. So don't feel like it has to be exactly 24. But once we're done, we're gonna have this really wonderful broth that um, is filled with collagen, elastin, gelatin, and all kinds of things that make your joints feel good, make your skin beautiful, and help heal your gut. Okay, so we've got this nice and hot. I just wanna check and make sure that this is at the right temperature. And this looks just about perfect. It's nice and steamy. I can see occasionally some little bubbles coming up here and there. 
but really it's important here guys that the temperature stays low. That's going to help all the goodness draw out of the vegetables, the bones, and the connective tissue that's in the pot. So um, boiling is kind of a no-no when it comes to stock. You want to try to avoid that as much as possible. So if we can keep this kind of looking like this for the next 24 hours, we're good to go. All right guys, so it's been 24 hours and this is what our stock looks like now. You'll see a little layer of fat floating on top. We're gonna skim that later. And also you'll see that all the chicken in here has pretty much fallen apart and all the yummy goodness has come out of those bones. It smells amazing, the house smells amazing, and we've got, looks like maybe even three quarts of stock here to put away for later. So now what? Well, we need to strain all the solids out of the broth. So here I've got a fine mesh strainer set up over my biggest uh, kitchen bowl. And I'm just gonna carefully pour that through here to strain out the solids. You guys are gonna find so many different uses for this. It's really become kind of a, um, an addicting thing for me to have in the freezer and when we're out of broth I really miss it because I'm always using it to finish a sauce, maybe put some into a batch of dairy-free mashed potatoes. Um, there's so many different uses. You know a lot of people now just sip it right out of a cup and that's wonderful too. Alright so we're gonna lift that out of here and now we've got a huge bowl full of steaming hot chicken stock. So now what? I've prepared an ice bath in this sink over here and this is what I recommend as the best way to cool your broth before storing it. Now some people might just put it into their containers and stick it in the freezer and what happens is you end up with a lot of um, steam and frost in your freezer that way can also be kind of hard on the fridge. And the other uh, consideration with cooling this and wanting to cool it quickly is that you don't want any food to sit at an unsafe temperature for too long. So the quickest, fastest way to cool this is in an ice bath. So we're gonna let this sit here for, oh, maybe 30 minutes or so. And at that point, the fat will have risen to the top. It'll make it a little bit easier to skim that fat off and then we'll get it in our containers and store it away. Okay, so now our broth is nice and cooled off and you can see that we've got this layer of fat on top we need to remove. There's a few different ways you can do that. You can ladle off the top layer of the broth and put it into what's called a gravy strainer or gravy separator. That will um, make the fat float to the top and you can pour the broth from the bottom you know, back into here so you have no waste. Here I'm just using a simple spoon method, just kind of taking the edge of my spoon to carefully dip and try and skim just the fat. I'm trying really hard to get just the fat and not too much of the broth underneath. Don't want to waste any of that goodness. You can also skip this step, but you know, sometimes it means you end up with a greasy soup and that's just not very tasty. And I wanted to mention too that a lot of people these days are doing paleo, um, the paleo diet and using things like lard to cook with, 
or schmaltz, which is rendered chicken fat. And I learned from the paleo mom, Sarah Ballantyne, that when it comes to the fat that is on the top of bone broth, you don't want to save that because of the super long cooking time. The fat has oxidized and it's um, no longer very healthy for you to use. So unfortunately, this uh, fat is not something we want to save. The other option is, you know, you could take this cooled broth, put it in your fridge overnight, and that layer of fat will harden on top as it gets really nice and chilled. And then, you know, sometimes if there's enough of it, you, there have been times when there's been a lot of fat, you can almost pick up the whole disc and discard that in your trash. Okay, so once your fat is skimmed, you want to put it in some freezer-safe containers. I use glass or ceramic to reduce toxins. And I also use, um, this is a baby food container I used to make baby food for my son. It's silicone. It's great because I freeze a little stock in here and I can pop these little cubes out. And when I'm, say, making a pan sauce or trying needing to a little liquid to deglaze a pan with, then I can just use one of these little cubes and melt it if you just need a little bit. And I always try to do like a variety of sizes because you never know, you know, for a batch of mashed potatoes, you might only need, you know, about a cup. Um, for a pot of soup, usually you need at least one quart, sometimes two, depending on what you're making. I know some people use mason jars and I have had bad experiences with them breaking in the freezer. So I'm not a big fan of using mason jars to freeze stock in. Now you want to make sure you leave some headroom because obviously as liquids freeze they expand. So you do not want to fill the broth up to the top if you're going to be freezing it. I usually end up making broth and putting about half in the freezer and then making some kind of soup. Uh, it might be a, something like a chicken noodle or a pozole. Sometimes I use the broth to make like a pureed vegetable soup uh, with, you know, I did one last week with roasted butternut squash. So there's just a number of ways that you can uh, use this broth to make incredible, healthy, nourishing, gut healing meals for you and your family. Now when you're doing this, try not to swirl the bowl too much because as you get to the bottom, you'll see that there's some sediment and those are just, you know, different little bits of um, vegetable, meat, you know, what in culinary school we would call impurities in the stock. So usually when I get down to the very bottom, I end up discarding the, that sort of sediment that's in the bottom. So I just sort of pour off the top here. And finally, the last step is you just put your lids on. I put a label on it, chicken broth and the date. Put it in your freezer and this is like money in the bank guys. I hope you enjoyed this and learned something and I hope that you uh, get into the very healthy, wonderful, soul nourishing habit of making your own stock. There's so many things you can do with it. All right, thanks for being here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. To download your free Thyroid Thrivers Grocery Guide, you can go to hypothyroidchef.com slash grocery.